Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities, eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amin Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. Can you imagine how it is affecting their lives? How they're growing up in this uh, atmosphere? Of, can you just imagine being afraid to go to the mosque? To because the you might you might be subjected to a, to to a bombing incident as exactly. well. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another interesting episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, joining you from Manila. My partner, Dr. Ayesa Uy Abubakar, uh, is still un- uh, unable to join us today. She had an, an operation, and she'll probably tell us more about it when uh, she rejoins the show. Dear listeners, I was listening to a news podcast the other day about how Pakistan has been enduring days of uncertainty after the tragedy that struck them on January 23rd. They not only have faced a national power outage, and just imagine not having electricity, being in the darkness, and it's still cold in, uh, in Pakistan. And then a week later, on January 30, a Taliban suicide bomber blew himself up during the afternoon prayers in a mosque in Peshawar. 101 people have been killed, according to the news. More than 200 were injured. The bomber disguised himself in a police uniform and was able to sneak into a high-security zone, going to a mosque that was frequented by security officers, by policemen. This Suicide bombing in the Peshawar Mosque supposedly is a conspiracy that was hatched in Afghanistan and funded by that country's intelligence agency, according to 
one analysis by uh, investigating officials. Now, the interesting thing, dear listeners, is that while the Pakistan Taliban originally claimed responsibility for the suicide bombing, hours later, an official spokesperson of this group, the Tehrik e Taliban Pakistan or TTP Pakistan, distanced uh, the group from the bombing, saying it was not in their policy to target religious sites. I'm really concerned and I must say curious about how our uh, friends, uh, the peoples from Pakistan, especially the women, have been coping with, uh, with this situation in Pakistan. One of my friends and colleagues in Pakistan has maternal has family on her mother's side in, uh, in Peshawar, and she must be so concerned. So I have invited my friend Huma Chugtai to join us on the show today. Now, we're very lucky because Huma is an independent human rights and legal uh, service professional with over 30 years of experience working in the fields of governance, gender and development, parliamentary strengthening, judicial reform, sharia, and human rights. Huma is a very much sought-after consultant. With her 25 years of working in these areas, she has been a consultant with the UN, the Asia Development Bank, and international NGOs. A lawyer, she got her degree from the University of Nottingham in the United Kingdom, practiced law for two years, and then became a legislative researcher for the National Assembly of Pakistan. And she focused on areas like Sharia, constitutional, legal and judicial issues, women's rights. And, you know, she also serves as a legal advisor to the government's Ministry of uh, Women's Development and the Women's Parliamentary Caucus. In 2010, Puma was the chief coordinator of Pakistan's first parliamentary women's convention on the role of women parliamentarians in peace and reconciliation, and I gather that that conference was a huge success. She also works as a trainer for the well-known Paiman Alumni Trust of Pakistan, and uh, with this organization, she works with men and women, youth in the conflict areas to teach them about conflict resolution, peace building, and human rights. Welcome to the show, Huma. Thank you, Amna. I'm honored to be here on your show. I've been listening to this and it's a very interesting and I think one of the most popular ones. Thanks so much, Huma. So, Huma, you must be in touch with your, your family in Peshawar. How are they? Well, they are quite uh, perturbed, uh, disturbed and concerned uh, given what is happening there. And it has been happening for quite some time, periodically. And it does not stop 
anywhere. Um, the children are upset. Can you imagine how it is affecting their lives? How they're growing up in this uh, atmosphere? Of, you just imagine being afraid to go to the mosque. To because the mosque? you might you might be subjected to a, to to a bombing incident as exactly. well. Exactly to the schools to the mosques. Uh, they they have this. They, how do you feel when you always have to you know look over your shoulder where you are, and especially when it is happening to your law enforcement? Then even if they are not safe, what That's is right. happening? That's you right. Know? I mean, it's and so it easy to just get a uniform, right? Put it on and just sneak in because you know you, you don't put the metal detectors around a mosque. Exactly. You have thousands of mosques in Pakistan. Exactly, and you know, like when when you are wearing a uniform, you don't tend to check your own, you know, like your own uh, colleagues right. who are there. You may not be knowing them because there are hundreds, hundreds of them. And you just think that they're in uniform and then you just let them pass. Uh, because if you question them, then they, if they're genuine ones, they'll say, hey, are you crazy? You know, I'm one of you. And just amongst them is somebody who's a new face. Probably they've just been transferred there. You had, your government had negotiations with, uh, with the TTP and it broke down, right? Um, yeah. Last year? Yes. So... There now the TTP has been stepping up uh, attacks against the government. What happened, Huma? Why why did the talks fail? Well, uh, they they are you know very difficult people to to deal with. Actually, they have their own nuances. They have their own uh, perceptions and and thinking patterns, and they have they have their own lifestyles. And uh, this was something that should not have uh, been uh, dealt the way they have been, actually. And um, I think uh, we we were wrong in the way they were dealt with, in all honesty. Um, they had also, you know, government at that point in time, the previous government had also released from the jails a lot of uh, criminals as they had done uh -huh. in in Afghanistan also if you know oh, yeah yeah in Afghanistan they had uh, the the new taliban regime had uh, released uh, hundreds of uh, talibans uh, from the jails uh, amongst whom you know indiscriminately amongst whom there were criminals as well mm -hmm. who threatened their judges Mm -hmm. And amongst those judges were not only male judges, but also women judges mm -hmm. who went underground. And many of them who were also targeted and killed. Oh, wow. The, and the law enforcement as well. So where do we protect those people who had actually put them behind the bars on account of certain law that existed? That law was breached. That law was violated. Mm -hmm. So do we have something, you know, to to protect these people who pass a judgment on account of certain uh, facts on merit? Is there any possibility in your mind of uh, meeting on, on common ground? I mean, can the TTP... There is. Yes. What, what there is always... You see, there has to be, there, there can be, and there have peace negotiations 
always have to be on a mutual agreeable minimum agenda mm-hmm. and that is a possibility it's it's never you know politics is always about discussing a uh, uh, minimum agreeable agenda from where you start off there are things you don't agree on all right you put them aside and you put it on a back uh, burner but then there are always things from where you begin your talks with you gain each other's confidence there has to be uh, uh, confidence building measures you know uh, so, so those measures have to start off with the problem is that we just get scared or something at one point in time the military had established military courts to deal with offenses of terrorism in those areas you know the border lying areas or where these uh, these offenses were taking place uh-huh. now there there was a huge uh, debate about that that why is military taking it up now the problem was that the judiciary does not have that kind of protection for themselves they don't have the, those weapons to protect them they don't have those uh, boots to protect them or their families you see the protection that that our poor judges have you know the the police that is there to protect those judges is generally you know given to them from the police force and those police officers or the police soldiers that are given to them are usually unfortunately sick people with diabetes or something or just sitting there outside a judges you know courts and all that <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Not effective in securing ineffective just there to show that the judge is being protected that sort of thing unfortunately so we have been trying to make sure that uh, there has to be a special force trained to protect the judges the judiciary because then if a judge is scared of passing a judgment or give a ruling then he or she has to feel securer you know that his or her children do not suffer or face or confront any sort of uh, you know uh, insecurity threat to life yeah you know mm-hmm. uh, or any sort of uh, threat so that is again that is one of the problems now what what do they want huma what what is the taliban want they want their own rule they want uh, their uh, they want their sort of uh, uh, interpretation of sharia which is you know many a times the people who were 
caught or arrested as taliban they were asked to recite kalima oh they did, they could not uh, even recite uh, kalima they were asked to recite uh, small ayats uh, verses from the quran they could not which means that these are just people who were yeah. who were just there with a beard or or a, uh, a dress and and they could not so these are just people who are hard headed who have no clue of uh, what is all about yeah. yeah you know even otherwise there was this um, uh, about i think 8 uh, 9 months back um, i was coming from um, i have a little <clears throat> farm uh, citrus farm outside uh, uh, this uh, uh, rawalpindi islamabad and there was uh, uh, some kind of a rally around uh, you know uh, uh, this uh, this norwegians who had discredited uh, uh, this uh, the quran or verse or something mm-hmm. and there was a whole rally and they had they were you know like blocking the roads and everything so my mother is aging and very fragile and you know so she was with me i had taken her to the farm just for a ride and she could you know like enjoy the place and this was about Three o'clock when we were on our way back, and then they had blocked the roads. We waited and waited and waited. It became about five o'clock, and then you know, like they were not opening the road. All these, you know, like uh, bearded people and this, uh, these, uh, you know, so-called uh, clergy sort of people or Taliban sort of people. and i got off eventually i got upset because amma was feeling upset mm-hmm. she needed her medicines she needed right. rest she needed to go to the loo right <clears throat> so i told the driver to go and talk to them he came back he said they will not let the cars pass so it was getting dark and then i got off and i said who is managing this place mm-hmm. and they started looking at me and i had you know like a big chadar you know like the big mm-hmm. veil on and yeah. I, i said who is managing and say who are you why i said i want to talk who is managing this place i said why are you blocking these places do you realize i am a woman i have an older mother she needs to go to the loo she needs medicines and you're blocking this place and one of the chaps this charlie says oh no problem even if your mother dies do you know I and mean, he has the cheeks to tell me oh my goodness Yeah, he says, if your mother dies, do you know she will be a shaheed, and she huh. will go directly to the jannah? I said, are you crazy? <laughs> Tell me that. <laughs> and I started, and I looked at him, and I said, where are you coming from? Can you quote me something? And I started speaking in Arabic. You know, my Arabic is not too good, but I started saying anta anta kafir ha ma haza. You know, and I started talking in Arabic. <laughs> And I, said, and I said this is going to be you know you are going to um, kill her and this is qatal and this is that and the other and i started relating the verses from quran on qatal and, and they were looking at me they, oh, and, said, <laughs> and there were you know other young boys with beards and they started making my video and then the older ones came and they started they said what are you saying you know these people are crazy because Even if you start saying assalamu alaikum or anything they wouldn't know whether i'm talking That's about right. sharia or i'm talking about arabic or i'm saying assalamu alaikum as a mark of respect so i mean they said what is it i said 
he's telling me it is going to be and do you realize that this is qatl and there are young women and do you realize that if you stop their way this is haram in islam and this that mm-hmm. and the and uh, then they said oh no no please forgive him forgive him uh, who, who said this i said this boy said and this man said and this and then they already right, will open the way for you then they opened the way and they said let them go and this one they uh, gave us a chaperone and we made our way and we came home at around 11:30 oh my goodness uma you know these are listening they are so ignorant yes they are so ignorant can you imagine somebody and yet they are in control because they have guns the blind are uh, leading the blind i was just wondering uma in the um, during the negotiations Did you have women at the at no. the table? No. Maybe maybe they should have had more women in the in the negotiating panels. Then maybe like you, they could have put their foot down and and got them somewhere. So tell me, exactly. why were there no women at the negotiating table with the TTP? because you see the, the the culture is as such that they don't expect. So my uh, in the previous years. I had proposed when I was also technical advisor to the women's parliamentary caucus I said if women are not there on the negotiation mm-hmm. table at least you should be able to take our points to yes. the negotiation table yes obviously it will not be presented the way it should be but mm-hmm. the points should be presented now at this point in time I am uh, producing a document for the mm-hmm. government well it is you know i've been asked to do that mm-hmm. in which i am putting this that women should be you know there uh, present there because we have come a long way and right. it is in in this age and time it is when we are talking about digitalization and all that you know where this is the the, uh, the theme of uh, uh, our uh, international women's day as well where are we for the countries you know where uh, uh, in 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 asian countries you know we mm-hmm. have to contextualize as well yes you know where are we i mean we have we have been you know our women have lot of potential our women have been way ahead mm-hmm. but still we are way behind also so where we are behind yeah. we need to put our foot down whom you were the chief co- uh, coordinator of that um convention of of parliamentarians looking yes. at the, the role of women in uh, yes. peace processes and and so on since since 2010 has the parliamentary caucus moved is it gaining some traction do you think that that group of parliamentarians can manage to really push for having women at the negotiating table is that possible well th- th- there was a declaration i will share it with you that the, we had passed uh, and then from time to time we had uh, recalled that declaration as well but it is generally matter of uh, political will as well a uh, b the interest of uh, the one who's heading the uh, the you know like the caucus so mm-hmm. the previous uh, secretary was uh, pretty vibrant even now she is the one who is asking me to put this in you know in the document uh, that we are preparing for the government you know but the one who is now the, the secretary is uh, 
you know, sort of uh, uh, not into it right now because this mm. is so sort of interim kind of setup and uh, you know the way political situation is at the moment. But the proper uh, kind of document that the manifesto is also there. You know that is being put into you know in the manifesto as well that we would like to uh, have uh, this uh, into you know the women to be part of the uh, peace processes, uh, peacekeeping, reconciliation, mm-hmm. uh, reintegration processes. Women need to be part of it and social cohesion as well because they play a very important role and uh, in it. And we need to have identify our uh, champions. You know, whether uh, women or men uh, or even transgenders. I was just thinking with what's happened in in Peshawar. Do you think women and, uh, well, men who support more empowerment for women who support peace building, you think they're going to be uh, not scared but will be prevented from working like Paiman, for instance, Paiman Trust? Hmm. You you do have um, projects, you have training programs in Peshawar. Mm. How will the, the bombing, the suicide bombing, how will that affect the work of Paiman and peace builders in Peshawar? I think it will. It has a lot of opportunity. Paiman has, uh, Paiman is one of the uh, credible organizations. I think uh, this time, uh, you see, one of the, one of the dynamics of uh, the police has been that uh, um, it is not as strong as it should have been because mm-hmm. uh, because in terrorism it, generally it has been the rangers or fcs uh, which are uh, basically army uh, which have been uh, taking the lead in this this time the the police chief has vowed that they are going to take uh, revenge in terms of strengthening themselves as police and making sure that they are strong enough mm-hmm. um, in terms of their resources in in terms of their trainings and everything. So he is vowed. Uh, the IG police of Khaybar uh, Pakhtunkhwa province uh, in which Peshawar is the capital. Um, so that is there. And in those trainings, I think uh, organizations uh, such as Peman have uh, a lot of uh, potential to chip in their uh, their um, uh, uh, their their experience, mm-hmm. and I think uh, they will have uh, a place there. Inshallah, I, I and they will be supported. They'll be supported by the security sector. Yes, I think so. They will be. They will be because this is the time that they they the security sector needs uh, uh, credible organizations such as Peman. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We were just thinking about your conversation with those bearded young men that were, who were blocking the road 
in in knowing your yes. expertise in Sharia and yes. the secular law. Yeah. How how would you develop a, a an advocacy campaign addressed at these young bearded men so that they will understand that they're following you know misguided interpretations of of Sharia? How would you reach them? You see, Avana. One thing, uh, let me uh, put on record, uh, clarify. The Constitution of Pakistan has a preamble, mm -hmm. and there is uh, also a very clear-cut article that says there will be no law that will be made mm -hmm. uh, that is repugnant to the uh, injunctions of Islam. Right. Mm -hmm. And it says the supremacy lies with Allah. So. Right. Apparently, whatever law is made is in consonance with Islam. Right. This is something that probably these people don't know or understand, right? So that is one thing. The other thing is, for instance, back in late 2007, 8, I had initiated going to... Now, we also have uh, uh, Islamic Ideology Council. Mm -hmm. That was made to review any law that is being passed or a law that is there to review it mm -hmm. with the uh, Islamic perspective. So Islamic Ideology Council is sort of a watchdog there mm -hmm. to, to, to make sure. So <clears throat> it has, uh, um, uh, it has uh, a chairman and it has a, a group of ulema from different sects. Uh -huh. Now they are there and they, they said something there, you know, whatever they there is, you know, if they have any uh, problem there and they have, you know, like they're not all, uh, there is never a consensus. Perhaps there are also uh, dissenting notes or there are also different views, but they sent their report for the mm -hmm. parliament to review. Mm -hmm. Now, this is how the law is also passed, you know. And then the Ministry of Law reviews those uh, views and then they integrate those in that law or they have a discussion and after that the law is, you know, put in place. So I had started, uh, you know, doing uh, sensitization way before, uh, you know, even before I had joined Paiman, this is where I mm -hmm. started, that I had started sensitizing uh, the... Ideology Council members with uh -huh. uh, CEDAW for ah, started okay. CEDAW right. and sort of uh, linking it up CEDAW articles with Islamic injunctions. You know, I had a whole one week session with them. You know, it, this is what is uh, you know like this is uh, uh, you know with Islamic you know verses and ahadis mm -hmm. and everything. And this is how we had a good discussion. You know. So uh, this is how we started off with them. And that went very well, you know. And th there were good discussions and, you know, some of them agreed, some of them did not, but most of them agreed that this... So human rights conventions, mm -hmm. was, it was very, very important that we start doing that with Islamic Ideology Council. It's actually a, a very important thing to, to point out to our listeners, Uma, that um, by using scripture, by using uh, the Quran and the Hadith, you are showing 
that CEDAW, which is the Convention for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, is not just a Western notion, it is supported by by Islam. And in order to be able to send out that message, you're absolutely right. You have got to sensitize the ulama because they're the ones who can talk about uh, Islam. So that's that's a that's a fantastic uh, strategy. Yes. And, and Paiman is doing that now, right? Yes, yes. And then um, uh, we have in Pakistan also developed a document called uh, Pegame Pakistan. Pegam means uh, um, message, uh, mm-hmm. in which uh, about 80 ulama uh, have uh, sort of developed a, uh, a message which says, it talks about uh, 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 terrorism and uh, peace and how it is against uh, Islamic uh, injunctions. And they have all agreed and signed. And then uh, that was actually all done by men. So mm. we had stood up against that and said, well, why weren't we part of that? Then right. they, they they had uh, sort of uh, developed um, a little setup of Dukhtaran uh, Pakistan. Dukhtar is daughter. So Dukhtaran Pakistan. So I am part, I'm one of also the founding uh, partner or member of that, Dukhtaran Pakistan. And we keep doing that and we the, it is constantly doing activities across Pakistan and how peace can be achieved through sports, through uh, dialogues. Through, uh-huh. So, so Dukhtaran Pakistan and we have developed that. So I will try and send you those uh, those documents. Um, that would be know. really excellent. <laughs> Listening to to, uh, to to you telling us about the strategies that they've been using and, uh, and and the work that you've been doing, it makes me wonder why weren't you involved in the negotiating table? I mean, if there were women like you on the negotiating table with the with the Pakistani Taliban. You would have gotten to common ground a little bit uh, sooner. So, is there a chance, Uma, for women? Should you continue with the negotiations? I think there is a chance, but the thing is that it's the mindset. They don't want to talk if a woman is there. And I don't know when that time will come that they will have to accept. In the beginning, what had happened was that we did have once, about I think several or eight years back, a lady uh, being part of that, uh, but they did not because you see how you present yourself also, you know, they say mm. do as the Romans do. So mm. if you are dressed up, you know, a bit veiled, uh, then it is the acceptability is is there. So mm-hmm. uh, um, that is very important. Then I think also the language barriers because they're Pash- Pashtuns. Ah. Okay. Uh, I am not a Pashtun, uh, so uh, I, so that is uh, um, um, Musarat is a Pashtun. Mm-hmm. So uh, Musarat has been doing that um, at one-on-one basis, uh, going off to uh, to their community, but not on official uh, table. You know, so that is uh, something. The Musarat has been a lioness in that sense. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, we, we actually, Musarat was supposed to also appear on the show, but um, 
we keep we keep missing each other. We really have to get Musarat um, to to join us um, as well. Anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> time is uh, time has really uh, passed so so quickly. I have got a time check here from uh, from Matt telling us that you know we have to speed it up a little bit. But uh, but before we we close, Uma. Uh, if there was a chance for you to send a message to your government, to the parliamentarians uh, about uh, the work you do, about why it's important to have women at the negotiating table, about why you should have negotiations continuing, what would your message be, Huma? Well, I think it is uh, it is together we stand and apart we fall. It is very important that uh, women are there because women complement women and men complement each other. Women think differently; mm. uh, they have a different approach, and men need to understand that. And women also need to understand that uh, how uh, they need to act. You know. Uh, and go along. So both of them, you know, they have to go hand in glove with each other. Only then it works out. So I think the governments need to understand that women have to play a meaningful role. It's not just sitting behind a table is enough. It is uh, playing a substantive role with, you know, accuracy and their, you know, heads over their shoulders. Thank you so much for, for that message, Huma. And you know, you're absolutely right. Um, one of the, the key takeaways that I get from talking to women peace builders from Asia, there is always this point stress that men and women complement each other, that we have to be allies, we have to work together. There is never this sense that I am right. So you have to admit that I'm right. So it's always consensus, common ground. Puma, honestly, you should be on that uh, negotiating table advising uh, your government. So thank you so much, Huma, for joining us today. And dear listeners, um, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Huma Chugtai as much as I did. And I do hope, and I'm certain you did, get some very important lessons from uh, our conversations today. So dear listeners, thanks so much for uh, staying with us. This is Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, thanking everyone and saying bye for now. And we'll see you again next week. Uma? Do you care to say goodbye to our listeners? Thank you so much. It was such an honor and pleasure to be amongst your audience. And thank you so much, Amina and your team, to have me on board. I was honored and great pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye-bye and Allah Hafiz. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. Can you imagine how it is affecting their lives? How they're growing up in this uh, atmosphere? Of, can you just imagine being afraid to go to the mosque? To because the mosque? You, might, you might be subjected to a, to, to a bombing incident as exactly. well. I said, why are you blocking these places? Do you realize I'm a woman? I have an older mother. She needs to go to the loo. She needs medicines. And you're blocking this place, and uh, you are uh, bearded people. Uh, the namaz, uh, the salat time is passing by. She needs, uh, uh, you know, like uh, to go to the loo. She's missing her medicine. And one of the chaps, this Charlie, says, "Oh, no problem. Even if your mother dies, do you know?" I mean, he has the cheeks to tell me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he says, if your mother dies, do you know she will be a Shaheed and she huh. will go directly to the Jannah? In the previous years, I had proposed when I was also technical advisor to the Women's Parliamentary Caucus, I said, if women are not there on the negotiation mm -hmm. table, at least you should be able to take our points to yes. the negotiation table. Yes. Obviously, it will not be presented the way it should be. But mm -hmm. the point should be presented. 